Shalom, brothers and sisters. My name is Michael Colasanti. I am a practitioner of high-dose psilocybin, LSD, and DMT. I am a Jew by choice, and I am traveling the country in a school bus with my two dogs, seeking freedom, love, and transcendence. Please join me on this journey as we explore consciousness, life, divine creation, and everything in between. My story starts about seven years ago, during the summer of 2015. I was dating a girl at the time, and we had hit a lull in our relationship, and we were trying to figure out how to have fun. Uh, one particular weekend, we were sitting around the house, and we were just kind of brainstorming ideas about, you know, what we could do together, and somehow it had come up about trying to obtain some Molly and go to a show. Now, I had never taken Molly at the, up to this point in my life. I had never taken it. And I feel like in 2015, around this time, I feel like everybody was talking about Molly, MDMA. Everybody was raving about it. Everybody was talking about it. It was just, it was in. It was a really big deal. And I'd always been curious about doing it. It just, the opportunity never presented itself. And I didn't, I, I just, it never, you know. It, it, it never happened. But we were talking about getting some and going to a show. So I made a phone call to someone who I thought could help me out. Someone very close to me. I called this person up. They, told, they said, sure, I got some, come on by. So I hopped in my truck, made the 20-minute drive over to this person's house, went around into the uh, to the back door where we always would come in sliding glass door that led into the kitchen I go inside he's standing in the kitchen and we start talking and long story short this person misplaced the molly couldn't find it whatever but he didn't he didn't know where it was at in the house he's looking through cabinets and cupboards trying to find it Eventually, he pulls out a little, a little dime bag out of a cupboard, and he says, well, I can't find the molly, but I've got this. And I said, what's that? And he said, it's ketamine. I had never taken ketamine before. And I said, what's ketamine? He said, well... And to be honest, I don't exactly, I don't remember exactly what he said in description of ketamine. But the way this person talked about ketamine, it was with a lot of love. This person really loved ketamine. He was staring at the bag like he almost didn't want to part ways with it. But at the same time, he was like almost pushing it off on me like, please take this or I'm going to do this right now. And I didn't really want to go home empty-handed. So I said, well, okay, all right, I'll take it. I mean, how bad could it be? So I took the ketamine, and I drove home. When I got back to the house, my girlfriend was there, and 
she kind of when I walked in the door, she kind of perked up and she's like, "Did you get it?" It's like, "No, I didn't get it. He couldn't find it or whatever." And I said, "But I've got this instead." And I held it up, this little baggie. And I said, "It's ketamine." Now, I don't I don't recall if my then girlfriend had ever done ketamine before. I don't think she had. I think this was going to be a first time experience for both of us. So she said, "Oh, okay. All right." So <laughs> now I, I personally don't like drugs that have to be snorted. I'm just not I'm not into snorting things. I don't care to do it. I've had ongoing sinus issues as it is. So I putting things up my nose is just not a priority for me. But it it's just the way you had to do it. So we uh we got comfortable on the living room floor. And we arranged a couple of lines and um, having absolutely no idea what to expect. Now, up to this point in my life, I, I'd had a fair amount of drug and alcohol experience. Uh, I, spent, I, I spent years as an alcoholic. I used and abused benzos, opiates... Uh, dabbled with amphetamines a little bit, you know, occasional um, cough syrup <laughs> experience. So I had a fair amount of drug experience. Nothing prepared me for what was about to happen with the ketamine. We <laughs> we did a couple of lines, and ketamine kicks immediately. You know, because it's you're snorting it. It's it's almost instant. And I we I was laying on the floor. We were both laying on the floor in the living room. Now, as soon as I snorted it, immediately, I, my body just became incredibly heavy, and I started to kind of like zoom out of myself. Like I was losing control of my my muscles and my coordination. Another strange thing I noticed another weird phenomenon was the closer I would get to an object the blurrier, the blurrier it would get it's like when you have your eyes dilated you go to the eye doctor you get your eyes dilated and they run the te- they do the eye tests it's kind of, it's like that but it it's an incredibly sedating effect it's it's very strange ketamine is is one of those drugs where before you do it, you need to get all your ducks in a row, get everything, get your water, get your blankets, your pillows, and just get yourself comfortable before you do ketamine. Because once you do it, chances, unless you just do a bump or something, chances are good you're not going to be able to, to move around too much. It's not, it's not a highly active drug. At least I don't think so. But we did a couple of rails, and just completely nuked out and I remember because this was the first time I had ever done ketamine I was a huge no effects fan still am love no effects and they have a song called kids of the k-hole which is in reference to to ketamine to, to using ketamine and so in my in my ketamine k-hole I crawled over to the computer and put kids of the k-hole on 
and just absolutely rocked out to it. My girlfriend and I, we spent the remainder of the day just, you know, snorting a little bit here and there. I can't honestly say that I enjoyed myself, but at the same time, it wasn't awful either. Ketamine is one of the few substances, the few drug experiences to where I don't, I don't actively go out and seek it. I've never wanted to purchase it or gone out of my way to buy it, but I, I don't ever turn it down either. If someone offers it to me, I'll do a little bit, but I, I don't, I don't go out of my way to find it. And the experience itself, the actual ketamine experience is very, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to describe. It really is. I, I've tried, <laughs> I've tried to analyze it and break it down. Um, the truth is I, I typically don't find very much to be gleaned from the, from the ketamine experience. And then now that's not, I, again, I don't, there's nothing bad to say about it. It's just, um, it is much more physiological. It's about how it feels. It's much more like an opiate in that, in that regard. It's just how, you know, it's all about how it actually feels. But we, we did the rest of the ketamine, you know, um, and that was that. Now, I don't remember how much later after this ketamine experience, maybe a few days, but this person called me back and said they had found it. They had found the molly. So again, I got in my truck. I drove over to this person's house, went, in, went into the back door. And again, this person is going th rifling through cabinets and drawers and stuff. And... <laughs> kind of smiles and he says, I'm sorry, I, I don't know, I can't, I had it and now I don't know where it's at again. I can't find it. And I was disappointed because I was really, I'd heard so much, there had been so much buildup about Molly. I'd heard such wonderful things about it. I really, and I heard lovemaking was great on it. Having sex, lovemaking is fantastic on it. And I was just so excited. It was July. I was so excited to do this go to a good show, just embrace my partner and, you know, and just really enjoy life. But again, this, this person said they couldn't find it. Now he says, I do have some, some LSD. I vaguely understood what he was referring to. I said, LSD, you, you mean like, like acid? Is that the same thing? And he kind of shrugged it off. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. I had in my mind uh, a negative interpretation of what LSD was. I had always heard horror stories growing up in junior high and high school about what acid does to a person. The classic, you know, it burns holes in your brain, it collects in your spine, it makes you go crazy, all these sort of, all this sort of baloney that gets passed around. I, I, I do, I also knew that it was, that somebody makes LSD, it's synthesized, it doesn't just grow, you know, it doesn't just grow anywhere, it's not a nat, it's not like psilocybin or cannabis, somebody makes it. And that always kind of freaked me out. 
with regard to buying it. You know, I, I, I never trusted buying it from, from some goofball that I didn't know. But here I was, and this person that I knew very well and trusted and loved was offering it to me. And initially I said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm, yeah, I'm not interested. I just, I just want to get some Molly. I just want to dance and make love. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not trying to go down that road. The reality is that I, I had tried mushrooms a couple times, psilocybin mushrooms a couple of times in high school. Uh, probably 10 years before, before all of this. And I really did not care for the psilocybin experience at the time. I'm, at the time, I'm probably 16, 17 years old. I'm in high school. I'm drinking a lot. I'm hanging out with unsavory people doing unsavory things. And for the guys I was hanging around with, taking mushroom, eating mushrooms was about, it was about getting high. It was about getting messed up. It had nothing to do uh, with any spiritual proclivities. It had nothing to do with bettering oneself or, or, you know, finding oneself or getting answers. It had nothing to do with any of that. Taking, eating mushrooms for the guys I was hanging around with in high school, it was about getting screwed up. But I, I did it a couple of times, and it, it was just, um, it gave me a ton of anxiety. It was weird. And I, I, and I did it a few times, and I remember thinking, you know what, this is not for me. I'm just going to stick to alcohol, benzos, whatever else I was doing at the time. So when this person offered me LSD in their kitchen, I declined. Now, again, I had never taken LSD, so I didn't know exactly what to expect, but I knew it was still in the psychedelic family. It was still similar to psilocybin. And at the time, I had had the, the impression that it was actually stronger and more powerful, and the whole acid experience was like a step up from psilocybin, which I later discovered is not even close to the truth. But at the time, I, I, I had thought that acid was like, you know, a stronger version, or more powerful version of psilocybin. So I said, no. I said, thanks, but I'm good. And I walked out of the house. I went and got in my truck. <clears throat> and looking back now, this was, a, this was, you know, you have those moments in your life where you... you may not or you probably don't recognize it right then and there in the moment but you come to these intersections in your life where going one direction or going the other has huge implications on how your life turns out these these crux moments right these 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 cosmic intersections and i was sitting in my truck and i don't remember if i started it or not but I was sitting there and I, and I was just kind of thinking. I was thinking about taking the, going back in the house and getting the acid. I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking. 
and I, and I, I remember thinking to myself, I, sh- I should have more of a yes attitude. At the time I was, I don't know, I was in my late 20s. And I just kind of, I just had this moment where I was like, you know what, dude, don't be afraid. I really reflected on my relationship with the person that had offered it to me. And again, I trusted this person and I loved this person. So I had this moment of clarity where I was like, they wouldn't steer me wrong. This, this person wouldn't attempt to derail my life or hurt me. This, you know, this, I should say yes to this experience and at least try it. So I got out of the truck. I walked back, back to the back door. I went and I went into the house and my, yes, yes, I will take some acid. (laughs) And he kind of smiled and he's like, okay, all right. So he walks over to, walks over to his fridge, refrigerator, and he pulls out a little, uh, it was a little, um, Visine bottle clear liquid in there and he comes over to the to the there was an island in the middle of the kitchen countertop and he he takes a loaf of bread pulls pulls a piece of bread out and he rips it into a couple of pieces and I told him I needed some for my my partner my girlfriend as well so we he he tears off two little pieces of bread. He takes the visine bottle. And he very carefully squeezes two drops onto, onto both pieces of bread. Wraps them up in plastic wrap and saran wrap. And hands them to me. I said, what do, you know, what do I owe you for this? He said, don't worry about it. You don't owe me anything. pocket got in my truck and I drove home now when I when I arrived back home this time my girlfriend was really excited and she thought I was gonna have you know this is the second time she thought I was gonna have the Molly and I walked back in and she kind of perks up again she's like did you get it and I was like no I didn't get it but I got some LSD and she kind of sank back down and she's like ah. she, she wasn't thrilled about that news and so, I don't know, that lack of enthusiasm kind of rubbed off on me. And so I took the, uh, I took the bag with the, with the, with the pieces of bread, the, the bread soaked acid. I threw it into my refrigerator and there it sat for, I don't know, a couple weeks. I didn't know a lot about LSD, but I, I was aware that it, it last for a long time so I did know that it was going to be one of these things where we'd have to kind of plan it out a little bit more than a ketamine experience so a few weeks went by and on one random Wednesday evening I don't remember who suggested it to who but we decided to take the acid got it out of the fridge handed my girlfriend one piece of the bread I took the other and we ate it. Now again, I had absolutely no idea what to expect. No idea. We didn't 
My girlfriend and I didn't make any plans either. We didn't plan to, to do anything special or to go to a movie or go to a show or anything. We just ate the acid and we were just sitting in the living room going about our normal routine. I was sitting on my computer. I was playing, uh, I was playing Mortal Kombat, old school, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. My girlfriend was laying on the floor. She was, I don't know if she was reading a magazine or she was watching TV or whatever she was doing, but we were just going about our, going about our evening. It's probably, you know, I don't know, 8 o'clock at night, something like that. 8, 9 o'clock at night. And we ate it and, yeah, we just pretended like nothing happened. So, fast forward 30, 35 minutes, it starts to kick in. Now, I remember it just, it just started out as sort of feeling like butterflies, you know, like butterflies in my stomach. And then the butterflies kind of start to spread throughout your body. And there was this heightened sense began to overwhelm me. Now again, I was I was playing um, I was playing a video game, and the colors began to change. And I I looked down at my girlfriend, and I said, "Are you feeling this?" She said, "Yeah, yeah, I am." So. Uh, I told the guys I was playing with, I had a headset on, the microphone, and I told the guys I was playing with, I said, guys, I, I told them what was going on, and I had taken some acid. They got a good laugh out of it, and I said, listen, the acid's starting to kick in. I'm going to get off the game for the evening and, you know, just experience this. They said, yeah, man, have a good time, you know? <laughs> so I took the headphones off, I shut the computer off, and I, and I went on the, laid on the floor with my girlfriend. Now, I discovered, I read about all this after the fact, but um, psychedelics in general um, make me really horny. They are stimulants. And LSD in particular just sends my sex drive through the roof. And I was laying on the floor and we're, you know, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes in or, it's, or something like that. And I said to my girlfriend, I said, I'm feeling this really strong. I said, are you horny? She said, and she kind of laughed. She said, yeah. And right then and there during the onset, we made love on the floor. And it was great. It was fantastic. And then when, once we were finished, we, you know, we just... We stayed on the floor right there, and we the lights were off, and what proceeded to happen over the course of the next few hours was, it was amazing. It was astounding. It was absolutely astounding. 
This was nothing like the mushrooms I had eaten in high school. It, I felt clear. I felt whole. I felt like I was waking up to who I truly was. Now, we had taken uh, two hits each, and it, it was Wash. Um, and Wash is... Wash isn't necessarily stronger than... than um, and taking tabs or, or, you know, sheets or anything like that. But because it's in liquid form and you keep it in the refrigerator, the gist of it is that wash is less exposed to oxygen, to light degradation. It, it, wash keeps longer. So, and I don't know the exact potency of it, but if I had to guess now in retrospect, it was good stuff came from a, from a from a good chemist if I had to guess I would say it was anywhere in the ballpark uh, from uh, 150 micrograms to 250 micrograms per head that's that's my educated guess but it was it was high quality and I was I was having visuals it was a really peculiar thing. Because when I had taken mushrooms in high school, I had never experienced visuals. I had never seen anything. The most I would get is a breathing, you know, breathing walls. But it was mostly... It, it was mostly, like, time dilation and stuff like that. There were no outward pronounced visual effects. But laying in the dark there with my girlfriend... Um, and I mean, the visuals, to be fair, weren't like super heavy or anything, but it was, it was, you know, I had spent a lot of my life up to this point, again, using, using garbage drugs, drinking myself into oblivion, sedating myself and tranquilizing myself with, with benzos and opiates. And I, I had remarked to my girlfriend that I said to her, oh, this is what a real drug experience. This is what a good drug is. This is what it means to, to have a real, true drug experience in the, in the best sense of the word. Taking LSD felt clean. It felt good. It felt pure. I had this warm body buzz as opposed to you know, opiates always felt very cold. It never felt warm, opiates. But this LSD buzz, like I, it felt like I was vibrating. The real surprise came when I, I, I stepped outside for a moment. I had a, at the time, I, I was a cannabis grower. And I had to grow in a detached garage behind my house. And I said to my girlfriend at a certain point, I said, I got to go back to the garage and check on the, check on the girls. When I stepped out my door, 
It was like I was a child again. It was like experiencing life all for the first time all over again. But as an adult, having the facilities and the tools to interpret it all at a, at a conscious level. But I remember setting foot outside and it was a beautiful July evening. And I remember looking up at the sky for the first time on LSD and my mind broke. My mind broke. Looking at, looking at the stars, looking at the sky, I no longer just seen celestial bodies, but I seen what I perceived to be a mycelial web. There was like an interconnected highway that seemed to be, and, and everything was moving. I mean, like, like in, in this highway, this mycelial web, there were things being transported all over the place back, you know, to different star systems. And it was, I didn't even know why the, the phenomenon, one of the phenomenons about taking psychedelics is that everything that you interpret and experience with all of your senses and then some, it happens at a faster rate than you can explain it. A lot of, I think a lot, something that people new to, to psychedelics, I think something that they experience, there's a frustration at times because you'll be experiencing this stuff and you will, especially if you're with another person, you will attempt to vocalize what's happening. And for, for more than one, more, for more than one reason, it's, it's very difficult, if not impossible to, to articulate what's happening. But I went back in the house. I completely, I, I think, forgot about even going out to the garage and checking on the plants. And I, I went back into the house. And I told my girlfriend, I said, you have to come outside and check this out. We went outside. And she looked up at the stars. And she was blown away. And we decided to get a blanket and lay out a blanket on the driveway and just stargaze for the rest of the evening. We laid out there all night. We laid out there till five o'clock in the morning. Just shy of sunrise, we were out there all night. There was nothing strange, there was nothing fearful, there was nothing bad about that first LSD experience. It ran contrary to all the horror stories I had heard. It ran contrary to what I had learned in D.A.R.E. class. It ran contrary to the fear mongering and the propaganda that had been pumped into me. It was amazing. And I, I, I still recall the next morning after the acid had worn off and just high off of the, off of the experience. And I just kept saying that for all, for years I had been poisoning myself with alcohol and all these awful corrosive toxic drugs. 
And for the first time, I felt like I had truly experienced transcendence. I couldn't stop talking about it. I couldn't stop talking about that first LSD experience. And from that moment forward, I wanted to keep doing it because I knew there was so much potential inside this experience. There was so much headroom. There was so much to be explored, to be gleaned, to be learned, to be felt. But that experience, that the psychedelic experience held magic. And while I, I had a very peaceful and comfortable time, the experience very quickly taught me that there was so much about life, about consciousness, about spirituality, about creation. There was so much I didn't know. And that up to this point in my life, I had misperceived a lot of things. What I didn't know was that this experience was going to completely change my life in so many different ways. This experience was the incipient of a host of ideas, concepts, behavior patterns that would begin to germinate within, within my, my being. That my whole life from this moment forward would never be the same. And I mean that in the most wonderful way because I couldn't be more thankful that on that particular day when I picked up that LSD, that when I was sitting in my truck and I was at the crossroads, the fork in the road, I decided to say yes. I decided, I decided to say yes to life experience. I disavowed and put away fear and said yes to something that I couldn't fully comprehend. Gratitude. Baruch Hashem. <laughs>